0: Welcome to the AFR Podcast. It's the 17th of July, 2023.
1: The Disruptor of the Super League.
0: All right, Steve, we are on the countdown. One, because I'm going on holidays and flying out... How many days? Twenty days till we fly out. (laughs) Can't wait. Um, I think I may mention this before, but I'm often off work until the start of October, so I've never had that sort of break before. Like I purchased four weeks leave, and I've got four weeks annual leave. So, but uh, back in time, get back into Australia on the uh, seventeenth of September. So back in time for Collingwood to get to the granny. Excellent. Indeed. But um, but yeah, we've only got two after this week we've only got two more weeks left of the home and away season then to just to say that some of the ladders particularly the super league is just insanely tight is um yeah, is incredible game. it is
1: a it is a crazy the super league it's it's gonna be an insane next two weeks it's like yeah. oh man it's it's almost like finals are starting early i was talking to the boys about it tonight both zach and tyler and i was like Guys, you know, it's really, I mean, when when you're just jostling for position to see who gets the position, it, it's it, it's really like it's already begun. So, uh, yep. yeah, it's exciting. Totally exciting. As opposed to the original league, which I guess, you know, there's some excitement around the finals for that one. But um, it does feel like, um, I don't know, it just feels like there's the top two and then daylight. Yeah. Yep. But uh, we'll see.
0: Now, let's start with the Super League this week. Oh, throwing uh, in a curveball. Uh, yeah, throwing <laughs> in a curveball. Let's, as you said, it's the interesting one. So let's let's jump in and have a bit of a look. Um, first game was the Phantoms versus the Marvels. I don't think we both gave the Marvels much hope going into this one. Um, they were down two players. Their ruck pulled out. Um, and, of course, they had to bring in Matthew Flynn, who hasn't played for, trust me, a very, very long time. Um, but the Phantoms, um, yeah, they were too strong in the end. 155.5 to the Marvels, 104. For the Phantoms, um, James Robottom is just the tackling super king that he is. Um, he got 20. Ed Richards, 15 at back. Um, Brad Crouch got 19 at Rover. Aaron Norton did quite well as well, getting 26 at key forward. For the Marbles, as I said, Greenwood didn't play and Matt Flynn ended up being their um, their ruck. But um, probably Jack Gunston was really the only person um, to stand out, getting um, 18 at forward. But Harry Sheasel did okay as well, getting 15 at key back. Um, In terms of the commissioner votes, Dave gave three to Rowbottom, two to Norton and one to Gunston.
1: Yeah, I don't know how he left Ed Richards out of that commission point. Uh, That's brutal. Ten rebounds nothing <laughs> so but dave matheson though you are you are uh, so awesome i'm not having a go at you i'm just like i think that must be a bit of a whoops because <laughs> that's, like seriously it's not many times backs crack 10 rebounds in the starting lineup and they, they mm. do it every now and then to people on their bench just to you know torture their owners but yeah ed richard's great delivery there and oh well i don't Oh, maybe maybe somehow Dave just wanted to give Gunston some votes because he wanted to have one vote in there. But (laughs) (laughs) but uh, pretty sure Eddie should have got that one. Anyway, this is about as dead as a dead rubber can get. So yep. But the Phantoms and Marbles, at least they're both playing Champions League next year. Although um, oh, actually I don't know if Phantoms are now, are they? I think they're um. I think the Phantoms might have done so. I mean they won this week, obviously pretty comfortably. But I think they've done so poorly. I think they're down in ninth or something still. that's correct. Yeah, it is correct. Yeah. Oh yeah. wow. that's maybe that's maybe they're just trying to make sure they don't finish. I don't know. Are they are they in ninth or tenth because I know the major warriors. Oh, well,
0: we'll we'll get to that we'll get later. To, <laughs> to, well, well, <laughs> the
1: next the next game is like another yep. win by a team that's probably not going to be playing Champions League next year. So yeah, I'm just going to segue because the phantoms and marbles are just not that exciting as a matchup. Whereas no, the next no. game was like. Excruciating.
0: Yeah, it was. Um, the next game was the Thylacines versus the Major Warriors, and the Major Warriors got up here one hundred and fifty three to one hundred and fifty one point five. So as we were just saying, it's definitely the just the weekend of the disruptor. Um, for the Major Warriors, um, Trelaw getting thirty three at centre was pretty good. Bontem twenty two at midfield is outstanding. Um, Max Gorn getting nineteen point five at ruck. Um, his back line of Dylan Williams getting 10.5. Lucky Whitfield also getting 15 um, was pretty damn good. Sam Darcy, obviously, in the forward position, wasn't fantastic. But for the thylacines, Nick Dacos was outstanding, getting 36. Errol Goulden, back to his midfielding best that we knew at the pre at the preseason that he could do. He got 21. Um, Will Power, 17.5. Oscar McInerney getting 16.5. So there were some big scores there, but... Um, similarly to the uh, to the major warriors the thylacines got a couple which were down like Sard and um cody waitman um in terms of the commissioner votes it was three for bont and pelly two for max gorn and one to nick dacos
1: yeah just a bunch of things going against the thylacines this week they were they were planning on starting todd marshall i think We got three goals just didn't wake up to the fact that the Bulldogs and Swans were playing Thursday, and I think probably made that change a little – well, I think the, the, the more well, – me and Zach had more or less discussed, yeah, we should definitely be playing Marshall. We just don't know where, and we didn't make the decision. And mm-hmm. and, uh, and, and then suddenly they were playing, and I was like, oh, well, Bulldogs we, – we talked about Bulldogs probably winning and doing well, so probably it might be good to go all in. Yeah, and no, it was all Norton, as we saw in the last game, not enough Hagen or Waitman. And then, you know, just um, – you know, Brody Grundy getting dropped, suddenly turning Max Gorn back the clock, and and, yep. uh, and then ultimately. So even after all these things went wrong for the Thylacines, with five minutes to go in the last game of the round, they were still in front, and then <sighs> Jack Rewald, in the dying minutes, in in a fashion that didn't matter whatsoever, took some crappy mark and kicked a point. and that was was the game (laughs) with of course he couldn't have just like you know just playing west coast he should have just kicked a bag no he's gonna play just well enough that in the last five minutes of the last game he's just gonna creep over the line thanks jack yeah beautiful anyway the thylacines are still very much alive if they uh actually start winning games but this major warriors love your name the disruptor How many games did they win in the first half of the year? Was that like none? Yeah. Uh, but, uh, man, they've been winning a few lately. It's definitely causing trouble.
0: Yeah. Um, next one was the Mighty Adams versus the Sons of God. Um, Mighty Adams were too strong here, 162 to the Sons of God 128.5 Sons of God obviously have been one of the form teams here so this is a big win for the Mighty Adams. Uh, Sons of God Were without their Ruckman but it really wouldn't have Made much of a difference In the end um, For the Mighty Adams, uh, Lukosius Getting 30 at key forward was outstanding um, Pickett Getting 18 at forward was pretty good Wangani Malira getting 20 At midfield, uh, Noah Anderson 15 at midfield Darcy Parish coming straight back into that lineup and making it look a lot better, getting 16 at rover. Um, for Sons of God, um, Charlie Kuno got 32 at key forward. Um, Ollie Wines getting 14 at rover was the other one of note. Sam Walsh was obviously down getting 23 at centre. Um, as I mentioned though, um, uh, Sons of God were without a ruck. Andrew Phillips didn't play. Um, in terms of the commissioner votes. Kerno got three, Likosius two, and Wanganin Malira getting one.
1: This this game did not follow the script at all. I feel like like the Sons of God, they've been down late. This is their third loss in four weeks now. So they've gone from being in a position where I think most people were expecting them to just go, okay, now they've got some tough matchup. Yes, but this is actually where, because the Sons of God are oh, the Sons of God, they're just going to start winning. They're just going to keep winning regardless mm-hmm. of opposition, and they'll eventually just the cream will rise to the top. And they'll, they'll, you know, make up for that horrible 2022 experience, and you know, finish probably first. Worst case scenario, second or third, and uh, you know. And as the top scoring team, will eventually just mow down everybody. And that's what was supposed to happen in the last month. And instead, the exact opposite has happened. They've managed to scrape by with one win and they've lost every game that they probably should. And this is a, this is a mighty Adams team, remember people, that is like minus Max King and Bailey Fritch, who has been their like ubiquitous forward line for like three years now. They are now trotting out Lucosius and Pickett as their forward line, which, yes, completely went off this week but they are not reliable forwards. And yet somehow now the mighty Adams have gone from being the dodgy, barely going to make finals if they're lucky kind of team to now, now they've caught up to the sons of God on wins, which is Mm -hmm. uh, crazy. And I, and I, and the sons of God, Hey, you can have a week or two that you're off, but now it's like, well, no, they're, they're not even in the top three anymore. And, and they're not looking like like the Adams look more like a top three team than the sons of God, which is crazy. Um, so I I don't know quite what to make of the Adams at the moment after their their comfortable win this week. I made me think, well, maybe Lucosius and Pickett are actually not that bad. Um, I mean, obviously Parrish and Miller being back and Darcy is helps, although I think Darcy might be injured again now. So, but of course, always Luke Jackson always there as a backup. But sons of God, I I don't know what to say. They're meant to be the they're meant to be borderline unbeatable, and they're um. Looking at anything but, and they've more or less thrown away any double chance that they might have had. Now it's not too late; they can still win the next two games. But uh, wow, they're um they're making hard work of this.
0: Oh yeah, they are. Next game was the Flashing Phoenixes up against the Brawlers. The Phoenixes were way too strong here. One hundred eighty-five point five to the Brawlers. One twenty point five um flashing phoenixes some big scores here steve um Connor nash getting 22 at rover carl amon getting 21 at midfield um tom atkins getting 24 at tagger mcgrath andrew mcgrath getting 15 at back mitch mcgovern getting 16.5 at back riley o'brien um o'brien getting 22 at ruck um for the brawlers really jared Wits is maybe of note getting 19.5 At Ruck, obviously, Jack Steele, 16 at Tagger, but um, Zach Tui and I can't remember who he named at centre. Sarong. Yeah, Caleb Sarong didn't play, so his bench of Will Ashcroft came in. Um, Yeah, uh, Phoenix is way too strong here. For the commissioner votes, Tom Atkins got the three, O'Brien got two, and Joe Danaher got the one. Yep, this
1: was the, uh, obviously there was still some sort of vain, faint hope that the Brawlers, you know, assuming the Sons of God were going to beat the Adams, that the Brawlers would beat the Phoenixes and the, the there would be still some sort of hope that the Brawlers might be able to make finals. Well, that was well and truly stomped. The, this is a sort of frustrating game that the Phoenixes can play, I think. Like, you know, they've, they've top scored this week by a fair margin. Mm-hmm. Um, yet And yet, what are they, like sixth, seventh, seventh, seventh I think, like the, up from eighth now, like they're they've at various points this year shown that they can be a very good team, but um, just have not put it together consistently enough. And blame the forward line, blame uh, inconsistent roster. I don't know what, but man, when they're on, they're on. And man, the Brawlers copped it this week. The Brawlers, though, I think they've just put the queue in the rack, call it the Will Ashcroft queue in the rack.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, the final game was Nexus versus the Ashy Convicts. Traditionally, this has been a very much a grudge match, with the Convicts having a making Nexus a little bit of a bunny over the years. But uh, the bunny did not quite look at the headlights this week. Nexus were too strong, 170.5 to the Convicts, 148. Um, Nexus, uh, Tom Hawkins getting 41 was outstanding. Rory Led getting 25 at Rover. Oh, sorry, Hawkins was a key forward. Um, Liam Duggan getting 15 at midfield. It was a fairly strong performance across the across the board. Um, for except Lucky Neal was probably a little bit down, only getting 19 at centre. But for the Ashy Convicts, not a great score here. Tim English sort of bumped it up a little bit. He got 30 at ruck. Um, But um, other than that, it really wasn't a huge, huge um, showing here from the convicts. Taylor Walker and Mitch Lewis doing quite well um, from being forward and key forward. Um, Commissioner votes was Tom Hawkins getting three, Tim English got two, and Rory Laird got one. Yeah,
1: I was saying to you before we started, uh, Nexus on Saturday afternoon would have been, think, you know, basically waving the white flag almost. Lucky Neal had had a terrible... Terrible start to the round. Um, you know, they, they just it just didn't look like much action happening. Like uh, it, it, it just wasn't happening for Nexus. Luke Ryan did not score. What did he score last week? Thirty something. We well, only scored yeah, something games, like that. Wish, wish I'd been playing him this week. But anyway, uh yeah, Luke Ryan hadn't done much. The convicts had come out. English had gone off. Had sixty hitouts. Um, you know what I mean? Like it just was like everything was trending in two different directions. And then it came to Saturday night and suddenly Tom Hawkins scored 41 and Zach Merritt, who'd scored 39 last week, suddenly had only 18. Uh, Zach Butters, you know, I think both Merritt and Butters kind of picked up niggles in the game and didn't really play full games. And then it just seemed to go from bad to worse. You know, Sicily, who, ex- who you would actually expect to score big was basically shut down by North Melbourne. McPherson didn't deliver. And uh, Nexus kept it like, you know, Rory Laird went off. Uh, and uh, suddenly it wasn't even close. And uh, suddenly this this game, which was meant to be a team who was in fourth playing the number one team, um, has kind of flipped the script. But, you know, I always ruin your um, ladder entrance, so I'm going to say no more. And <laughs> let you do.
0: <laughs> All good. Um, All <laughs> good. So in, how's the ladder looking? As we were saying before, it's very, very tight. Um, Nexus are now on top, 11 wins, five losses. But not only that, they're now the highest scoring team, so their back is at zero. Ashi Convicts are in second on 11 and five. They're 33.5 back. Thylacines are on 11 and five. Um, their back is quite big, being 166. Um, Sons of God, they've dropped down to fourth. They're now 10 and six. Their back is at 16. So it's still they could still jump up, assuming that they get start getting those Ws on the board. Though the Mighty Adams are sitting in fifth. They're also on 10 and six. They're 71 points back. So there is one game separating all top five teams. In sixth, we have the Brawlers. They're on seven and nine. Flashing Phoenixes six and ten in seventh. Then we have the Macavanian Marvels on six and ten. Then we have the Phantoms on four and twelve in ninth. And the Major Warriors on four and twelve. And they are in tenth. So we knew this already a couple of weeks ago, Steve, purely mainly because of the back scores and stuff. But the top five is the top five. It's just a matter of where people will land.
1: It's very much the case, isn't it? Like, um, You could, honestly, anyone could still finish first. Even the Adams, given the fact that there's certain uh, teams that are playing other teams um, in the coming round or two. um, Yeah, the Adams could win the last two games uh, and uh, still end up on the top of the ladder, which is nuts. Um, But really... It's um it's going to be a fascinating couple of weeks. Um, great to see like the Farmtoms. Uh, that was the that actually broke an eight-match losing streak. The win this week over the Marvels, so that's that's impressive. Although, uh, obviously, they're going to need to win in the last two rounds to somehow get themselves into Champions League next year at the Marvels' expense. Yep. Um, uh, but this man, there's some wobbles, isn't there? Convicts only one win in the last three weeks. Sons of God two wins in the last five. And then there's uh, and there's those ones that just keep coming, right? Nexus now with a six-match winning streak. Or even, you know, Mighty Adams have won six out of seven now. Uh, and then there's, you know, Thylacines only winning two of the last six. So there's definitely, you definitely feel like Nexus, obviously they jumped from fourth to first this week. It doesn't mean a huge amount. Given how close everybody is, uh, but you know the Nexus and the Mighty Adams do seem to be hitting form at the right time. The Convicts, Thylacines, and Sons of God. I mean, Convicts and Thylacines have the win. Sons of God have the the points for. Uh, who knows what's going to happen? Who honestly knows what's going to happen in the next? Uh, Couple of weeks to, and where everyone's going to finish, but uh, man, I do know one thing. I know we're not going to do the next round quite yet, but I know there's a uh, let's just say there's a little bit of tension in the household given mm-hmm. uh, one of the matchups next week. I'll just leave that hanging for a while. <laughs> nice. Although, nice. although everybody, everybody in the house here is really hoping that Elise has another top score week. You know, isn't it amazing? That the, you know, flashing Phoenixes have six wins and four top scores. That's, oh wow. That, that pretty much sums up the Phoenixes. Like they either like top score for the league or they're like yeah, well they're they're losing pretty much. <laughs> cool. It's pretty impressive. It is very impressive. Especially oh, given the wow. scenes and the Adams haven't got one top score for the whole year, and yet little sister who's not even making the finals has got four. <laughs> <Jesus>. <laughs> That's just oh. <laughs>
0: All right, let's jump across, have a look at the original league. First game was the Sorry Scorpions versus Natas. This was looking like an absolute belter of a game at one point in time, but Natas ended up being too strong. 182.5 to the Scorpions, 167.5. Steve, the adulterers were just way too strong. Tom Hawkins getting 41. Um, Toby Green getting 18. Bray Crouch getting um, twenty-eight. But you got Connor Nash getting 22 at Rover, Liam Shields getting 20 at Tagger. Um, so there were some big scores there for Natas. Um, for the Surrey Scorpions, Rory Laird getting the uh, the 25 at Rover, Dan Houston getting 22 at midfield, Tim English getting 30 at, uh, at Ruck, which we've touched on. Um, so yeah, it ended up being a really good win here for Natas. Um, Now, before we press play, Steve, I've done the commissioner votes, or press record, sorry, not press play. Um, I've done the commissioner votes. I gave three to Hawkins, two to Laird, and one to Tim English.
1: Yeah, some big scores here. Obviously, like, huge game in the context of both these two teams this season. This loss doesn't technically eliminate the Scorpions from contention. But it just means they need everything to go right from here now, with a couple of wins to somehow sneak back into the finals. Uh, but man, they they made Natas earn it. It was uh, it was uh, one heck of a again Hawkins massive for the Natas on Saturday night, kind of tipped the scales, uh, and uh, and then obviously Nash and Shields uh, finished off the job uh, yep. on Sunday afternoon. But um, yeah, wow. The the sad thing for both of these teams is though, if um, if the mighty bucks keep winning, then everything the scorpions and the tass are struggling for. And I, you have to admit, these are two who are actually the are far more in form than some of the teams that are actually in the top five. Um, mm-hmm. but, but neither of them might make it, which is uh, it's just the reality for the uh, for the Adulgence and scorpions leaving their run late. And now one one loss to either of these two um, is almost game over they've both got to like run the table from here to, to get in yep so what was that
0: next one was the dingoes versus the dozers dingoes got up here 166 to the dozers 132 steve your boys put in a very good showing uh nick dacos got, got the 36 touches at center mitch laws did quite well for you getting 22 at key forward um Oscar MacInnery, sixteen point five at Ruck, but also Trelaw and Toronto at Rover and at Tagger, both getting sixteen was also pretty good as well. Um, for the Dozers, there's a couple of big scores here, being from Gulden, which we've touched on. Shizzle was named in the midfield, getting twenty one. Um, Jack Seal, as I said before, with the um, the Brawlers, um, did quite well, getting sixteen at Tagger. But, um, but, yeah, your boys were too strong in the end. I gave three to Nick Dacos, two to Harry Schizzle, and one to Mitch Lewis.
1: Yeah, solid all-round effort from the Dingoes. Like, ultimately, nobody really... Like, you know, Shannon Hearn was a bit down, but then Petrarca didn't do much better. So, that no, you know, Celavi Either way, Himmelberg was a bit down on his normal scores, but uh, you get that, I guess. Um, and other than that... Um, Yeah, I'm just continually thankful for that trade that I pulled with the Blue Flames for uh, Taylor Walker because man, Ben King is in some ugly form. (laughs) (laughs) But yes, Nick Dacos, what a star! The Dozers, um, hey, they're like you know, in it. We saw the week before. Dozers are a dangerous team; they can uh, they can explode and um, do quite well. So I'm happy to just dodge that bullet and uh, take the win and keep uh, keep the pressure on the Heroes.
0: Yep. Speaking of the heroes, the heroes were up against the Chargers this week. The heroes got up 150.5 to the Chargers, 132. Heroes, Charlie Kurnow getting 21 at forward. Um, Andrew Brayshaw getting 30 at centre. Really loving not having Oliver there, isn't he? Um, Ed Richards getting 18 at midfield and Jordan Dawson getting 17 at midfield was also pretty good. Jared Witt's getting 19.5 at Ruck but um, Lucky Whitfield straight back into that key back position, picking up 15 as well. For the Chargers, there was really only two players that stood out to myself. That was John Newcomb getting 24 at Rover um, and Jack Finney getting 16 at tagger. Once again, of course, I did not have a Ruckman. Um, in terms of the commission votes made, I gave three to, Char- uh, to Kerno, two to Newcomb, and one to Wits.
1: Yeah, not bad. Um- like, I think the heroes are pretty lucky that they were playing a uh, hamstrung Chargers team this week, given how many things are going wrong for the heroes with, like, you know, Sarong suspended, Oliver still injured, and then McKay obviously uh, uh, injured during the game. I think if Todd Marshall had been in the lineup, the heroes would have quite happily put up the tops, you know, close to the top score for the round. But, you know, mm-hmm. you, won't to, you won't have to think about that anymore. Harry McKay is done for the year, so... Yep. That's uh, that's a nice, simple decision now for Hodgie from now on. Um, hey, the heroes just banked the win. Charges say, yep, <laughs> we're not achieving much here either. And along we go. Nothing much to say here. Heroes will have Sorong back next week. They'll be able to play Marshall. And, uh, you know, hopefully for the heroes' sake, they'll get Oliver back for the finals maybe or sometime soon. Yeah, certainly would make them a lot scarier than Blake Akers, that's for sure.
0: Yeah. So I'm really um, John Newcombe. He was always going to be a keeper, but he's certainly making himself a a lock in while he's been playing at Rover. Don't we all wish like we could play North every week? Yeah, I know. (laughs) Um, I think he's. I think he's got close to 20 handballs in the last three games. So yeah, seems to be doing quite well. Doing all right. Yeah, good to see someone is in that charges lineup. Alrighty, next game is the Blue Flames up against the Mighty Bucks. Mighty Bucks were too strong here, putting up a not a very high score, but it was enough, 138.5 to 105. The Blue Flames season is just getting from worse to worse. Um, the Mighty Bucks, um, in terms of who stood out for them, James Rowbottom picked up a lazy 20, as we've touched on. Max Gorn, 19.5. Um, Josh Dakos in the midfield getting 16, Darcy Parrish 16. So there was a cup quite serviceable. His forward line, though, not fantastic. Um, Zach Butters obviously also is injured, Get it, but he only got 17 at centre. Um, for the Blue Flames, um, Logan McDonald got the donut. Um, but in terms of who's really stood out, Luke McDonald getting 17 at key back um, and Sam Doherty getting 15 at midfield. Um, in terms of the commissioner votes, buddy, I gave three to Rowbottom, two to um, Luke McDonald, and one to Max Gorn. Yeah, the Bucks are definitely not faring as well as the Mighty Adams
1: with their like. Uh, it's, the odd coincidence, obviously, is the Bucks also have Max King and Bailey Fritch as their forward line, and have lost both of them for the year, much as the Mighty Adams have. It's kind of weird that the Mighty Adams and the Mighty Bucks have got such similar names and similar forward lines. But anyway. <laughs> Lucosius and Pickett certainly working out better for the Adams this week than Larky and Finlayson did for the Bucks. But hey, they're playing the Blue Flames, and you know, even though uh, other teams in the league might be frustrated that Bucks were able to bank a win with such a average performance, although I think Butters' injury, you know, take take the normal Zach Butters score, and they'd probably be doing pretty nicely actually. Um, yeah. So the Bucks continue to cling to fifth with another win, and that's all they have to do is keep winning. So. Um, yeah, I think, are we going to do the uh, run home kind of look this week, mate? You can if you, yeah, we can. It's only, it's only a couple of weeks to look at. So I, I yep. guess when we look at when we look at the, who they're playing next week, we probably should just have a quick squiz at round 18 as well, just so we'll see if the bucks see what the bucks are looking like and whether they're going to be able to cling to this fifth spot or not. Yep.
0: Cool. All righty. Um, let's have a look. Oh, we've got one more game to go. Southern Titans versus the, um, the Wild Cards. Uh, Titans got up here in a close game, 135.5 to the wildcards, 132. For the Titans, Riley O'Brien getting 22 at ruck um, certainly helped the cause. Um, Tyson Stengel getting 18 at forward was also outstanding for him. Um, other than that, not fantastic for, for the Titans. Um, for the wildcards, Oscar Allen getting 23 at key forward. Um, Josh Kelly getting 17 at roba. Um, But, of course, Zach Merritt didn't do fantastic, Um, and his back line of Ridley and didn't didn't, certainly didn't set the house on fire either. It was a close game, though. Um, I'm not sure who would be – like, they'd both be probably disappointed with his score, but I have a feeling the Titans will probably be uh, ruining the score a little bit more just because of the amount of smaller numbers that were there. Um, The commissioner votes, I gave three to O'Brien, two to Kelly, and one to Stengel.
1: So I believe this marks now the fourth game in a row that the Wild Cards have lost, going from outright first to now out of the top three. So wow. the, the Titans are now, after, you know, a few weeks ago, me questioning if they're even going to make finals now, not only making finals. But are now in the top three, but we need to confirm that. Obviously, Oscar Allen, like the wild cards were terrible all weekend, sadly, for them with, you know, I think for various reasons, like a few little niggles and like the Zach Merritt thing. Oscar Allen almost pulled it off, though, seriously, mm-hmm. in the late game with his 23, uh, particularly because Reuben Ginby uh, picked up an injury and was subbed off very early for the Titans. That basically left them with uh they were looking real sweet and then obviously he obviously didn't score much and then Oscar Allen started coming and it was like oh my gosh the wild cards are going to get away with this i can't believe it ah, so close mm-hmm. uh, hey wild cards it's not over yet they can still reclaim that top 3 spot but wow talk about a losing streak at the wrong time
0: yep all righty now the ladder for the original league it's close Uh, And it does extend out to, as you touched on, Steve, it's probably about seventh spot, but it's a little bit more spread. On top, we have the Dingoes, 12 wins, three losses, one draw. Um, Your back is 139. Then we have the Heroes in second on 12 wins, four losses. Um, So that draw is certainly keeping you up there, buddy. Um, Then we have the Southern Titans in third on three, ten, and one. Um, then we have the wild cards on 10 and 6 so once again the drawer is keeping them above because their back score is not fantastic at 308 the titans wild cards is at 98 so they could start leaping some people if things go their way the mighty bucks are in fifth on 7 8 and 1 so the drawer is keeping them in the uh in the five but then we have natas in sixth on 7 and 9 and then we have um the Surrey Scorpions in seventh on six and 10. Now we were talking about that a little bit earlier on, but the thing is Natas's back score is, well, is good enough to, if they get, as you said, they need to run the table, but if they get that run, they could leap some teams purely on that backscore. Um, in eighth, we've got the sorry, uh, sorry, in eighth, we've got the Chargers on five and 10 and one. Then we have the Dozers on five and 11, and then we have the Blue Flames on 4 and 12 in 10th.
1: It's true. So uh, in terms of the streakiness, like, I mean, the I've mentioned at the start of the podcast, like it does feel like the Dingoes and the Heroes just are um, a level above everybody else in this league. And I think if you look at since the mid-season draft, Dingoes have only lost uh, one game, which was that game last week to the Bucs, which I'm sure Natas is going to curse me for in a week or two if things don't go his way. Uh, the heroes on the other, sand, other other side are, like, undefeated since the midseason draft. So they have been running the table. They've got two weeks to go before they can complete a perfect back nine. Uh, so the heroes, man, they are. But those two teams, like, you know, to be 6-1 and one and 7-0 and oh, since the midseason is really impressive. Nobody else has more than, what, Four wins out of seven. So, like, the, nobody else is doing much better than just breaking even. Um, but yeah, wild cards, four losses in a row. Uh, the Titans three wins in a row, so they've turned it around after a pretty mediocre kind of middle there. The mm-hmm. Bucks also now have put two wins in a row together for only the second time this year. So can they keep going? Uh, I don't know. And the Natas suddenly back on the winners list this week after a couple of losses. Uh, it's 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 an interesting one. It's, I uh, I still don't really know. It'll be interesting to look at the the run home. I think for for this one and actually work out Bucks adulterous Scorpions who's actually gonna yeah. Who's actually going to claim that last spot? And also, you know, that Titans wild cards, you know, is I mean, Titans have now snuck ahead of the wild cards into third. Is it going to be easy for them to hold on to that spot or not? Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. We'll
0: see. Before we get to that, though, we've got a little bit to talk about because we had Champions League, obviously, on the weekend. But before we get to the Champions League, mate, we have to do a bit of a recap. Because if you remember, in the Standard Cup, there was a draw between the Dingoes and the Ashy Convigs. And the replay was this week. And the Dingoes got up 166 to 148. So that means in the qualifying final week, it'll be the Dingoes up against the Brawlers for the Standard Cup.
1: Man, another cup final. Um, Dingoes have won the Stander a couple of times I think if I remember correctly 2006 and 2015 So I guess it's been almost a decade That sounds about right, I'm due <laughs> I think the, <laughs> the, the Dingoes definitely seem to be in a better place Than the Brawlers overall yeah. form-wise So you'd think the Dingoes should go into that one favourite Although you, the Brawlers, yeah, you never know with those Brawlers yeah, We'll see, we'll see how it goes yeah, <laughs> maybe uh, maybe Capel will um, have a bit of a word to him in Kenya. Probably about probably about the week of the wedding, that qualifying uh, final week.
0: It would be, yeah, it would, be. yeah, yeah, it will be actually, yeah, <laughs> it will be. All righty, mate. Let's jump across and have a look at the Champions League because, as I said, there's some things that are hotting up. But uh, I think the one thing that I can honestly say, um, and I know this is going to come as a shock, the Chargers don't have much of a hope.
1: Oh, eliminated.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I'm afraid to say,
1: where's the, where's the sad violin music. <laughs> <laughs>
0: All right. This week we had in group one, we had the wild cards up against Nexus. Nexus got up there. Then we had the Southern Titans up against the charges and the Titans got up there. Um, did I put 132 – sorry, I'm just going to check. 132. Did I put up the same total – I did. I put the same total up as the wild cards as the, against the, the Titans and the wild cards was 135.5 to 132. I put up 132, which is – wow, that's just crazy. Um, In terms of how the ladder is looking, though, mate, um, the wild cards are sitting on top with 12 points, zero back, high-scoring team. Nexus are on 12 points, 18 back. Southern Titans are on 8 points, 112 back. And the Chargers are on 0 points, 147 back. Yeah, you you, you look at this table and you're thinking like,
1: ooh, maybe the Titans have got a chance, you know? Because, no. But then you look and you realise, oh, so the Wildcards and Nexus both still have to play the Chargers? <laughs> <laughs>
0: and wow. you're like, ah, uh,
1: no, so the Titans would have to beat Nexus and the Wild Cards. Um, well, not only would they have to beat the Wild Cards and Nexus in a, w- two weeks in a row, which already would be an incredible achievement, but then they also need, not only do they need that to happen, but they also need then the Chargers to actually win a game. Yeah.
0: Both of
1: them. Like, so, so not only do the Titans have to beat both them, they need the Chargers to at least win one. Otherwise, even the Titans winning both games will not matter unless they can somehow overcome over a over hundred points of back, which is yeah, it's not going to happen. So that, so this group is pretty much over. It's Wildcards Nexus. The only question really remaining is, um, and it's going to be come down to pure points for because obviously the Wildcards and Nexus are playing both the. Uh, bottom two teams uh, just taking turns over the next couple of weeks it's probably come down to points four and really it's only 18 between at the moment as to who finishes first and who finishes second yeah that uh, that'll be interesting to see who finishes first and second but um but no the uh the group itself is over
0: Uh, Group two we had the heroes up against the blue flames and the heroes got up there and then we had the scorpions up against the atoms and the scorpions got up So the ladder here in group two we've got the heroes on top with 12 points and zero back Then we have the scorpions on eight points 29 back Then we have the blue flames on eight points 128.5 back And then we have the atoms on four points and only 27 back
1: Yes, well, I mean the, the 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 Adams have been incredible in this group so far at being able to score quite high and lose. They do it so well. Um, <laughs> they managed to they've managed to now be the second best scoring team in the group, and yet only win once and be on the bottom of the ladder. Which, but but at least that makes for a really interesting group here. The heroes should well they, they all, all but look home, particularly given. Um, well, actually, no. The heroes only played the Blue Flames this week, so I guess the heroes they still got a couple of maybe semi-toughish games against the Scorpions and Adams to finish. But really, if you'd expect this week, heroes should be able to handle the Scorpions. Should. Sure. Mm-hmm should be able to handle the scorpions you know they've been showing a bit of firepower That is so maybe not quite as confident as you might be but but all things being equal the heroes you think should be able to beat the scorpions uh and the atoms should then handle the blue flames which of course would leave us with three teams at two and three and so the atoms could even still be you know up to second by next week with a win the trick is obviously that the scorpions play the blue flames in the last round and the atoms have to then somehow find a way to beat the heroes yep uh, so you at this point the blue flames we all know are not very good and somehow they managed to win two games and we're all still scratching our heads about that one um no one's really expecting the blue flames to win another game so it's it has always been about scorpions and the atoms and the scorpions obviously did a fantastic job this week and just pipped the atoms which means the challenge is on to see if the Adams can somehow find another way to beat everybody else in the group and hope somehow the Scorpions don't win. Well, I guess they can win another game against the Blue Flames in the last round. But if the Adams can win the next two and outscore them, then that won't matter. No. Uh, but so this group is still definitely alive. Yep. Looks like it's Scorpions, Adams. as long as the heroes and Blue Flames do what they're supposed to do. But uh, it still could be a close finish. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see.
0: We'll see. Hopefully. And so, just to recap, the semi-finals, which is in qualifying week, it'll be the winner of Group A plays the runner-up of Group Two. So, as we stand right now, it's Wildcards versus the Scorpions, and then it's the winner of Group Two versus the runner up of Group One. So, it would be the Heroes versus Nexus. All righty, let's jump across, mate, and have a look at some of these run homes. So, before we ju- well, before look we at this. We'll, go, we'll do the Super League first just because it's really, really tight in the Super League. Um, and we started with the Super League anyway. So let me just jump across. So just a quick recap. So Nexus Top, Convicts, Thylacines, Sons of God, Mighty Adams. So that's the top five. So what are we looking like? Round seven Do you want to just run through the rounds or do we want to?
1: We'll go one week at a time and talk about Okay. So what's likely position at the end of round 17 and then look at the
0: last round. All right. Adams versus scenes is the
1: first one. Yeah, well, that's the uh, that's the obviously one I was referring to earlier when uh, the, the two brothers who are in, at the moment, third and fifth take each other on. Yeah. Uh, Adams are the form team. scenes have been ahead of them all year despite probably the Adams being the better team. I don't know what's going to happen this week. I don't know if the Adams forward line can keep it up. I don't know if the scenes are going to get their forward line right for a change. Um I've got a funny feeling the Thylacines are going to pull out a win here just because, for some reason, Tyler always seems to lose to his siblings. I don't know why. It's just this weird thing. So I feel like the Thylacines are going to win, but, yeah, I wouldn't. Uh, it, 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 who, who knows, really? But uh, but we could. If the Adams beat the Thylacines, then we gonna have another team that's going to be on 11 wins. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm tipping Thylacines there. Next one is the Phoenixes up against Nexus.
1: Uh, again, you would think this should be a Nexus win because Nexus are first and Phoenix is a seventh. However, Phoenixes were the top scoring team this week. So it's probably a little bit deceptive to say that this should be an easy Nexus win. But mm-hmm. Phoenixes, you just don't know what they're going to do. You just don't know. Is it going to be one of those weeks where they top score or is it going to be one of those other weeks where they just lose? Um, Nexus will be definitely hoping, obviously, that
0: they can just bank this win and just tighten
1: that grip on first a little bit more.
0: Yep. Uh, convicts versus the marvels should be a good win here for the convicts
1: convicts need this one they're in second they need every win they can get especially given what's coming so yep this has to be a convicts win and the way the marvels are playing it will be yep
0: phantoms versus the brawlers brawlers need to keep this just so they're not sucked into that uh bottom (laughs)
1: <laughs> this is
0: well this is the match
1: if the phantoms want to get out of like if they want to play champions league next week they've got to win this one phantoms i'm picking the phantoms i think they'll beat the brawlers
0: yeah I, I think the phantoms might do it as well Oh sorry the phantoms are playing the adam oh hang on sorry, i'm looking at the wrong one so the phantoms yeah phantoms are playing brawlers then we've got the sons of god versus the major warriors this is a chance for the sons of god to get their season back on track
1: yeah, yeah, that well, you'd think so, and and I'll pick them. But man, the major warriors yeah. we saw against the thylacenes they are the disruptor, and uh, this would certainly be because I mean, if the if the Warriors beat the Sons of God this week, Sons of God can kiss top three goodbye. It's over, gone, finished. So this is if they want to if they want to compete for a premiership this year, the Sons of God they have to win this week, yeah. and I, I think they will. So giving those predictions, if we if we back if, since we both said the Thylacines are going to win. What mm-hmm. we what we are predicting, you know, Thalassine's Nexus, Convicts, Sons of God, they've all potentially got the wins there. That would leave us with um, the top three all with 12 wins. Sons of God in fourth with 11, but the better point's four, so <laughs> an easy way for them to potentially still jump numerous teams into the top three. And the Adams, if they lose to the Thylacines, well, they're basically in the elimination final. They'll be stuck down there. Of course, if the Adams do manage to flip the script there, though, it'll be them... It'll be well, it'll be, what, Convicts Nexus and then Adam's Sons of God and the Thylacines will be the ones that are dropping to fifth. So yeah, whoever loses that Adam's Thylacines game is probably going to be in fifth, which yeah. is why there's a bit of attention tension in the household. But round 18 offers a couple more matchups that are going to be just
0: as tasty. Yeah, round 18. So we've got Nexus versus the Thylacines. Then we've got the Marvels versus the Phoenixes. Phantoms versus the Adam's. Warriors versus Brawlers it always happens. And then we have the Sons of God versus the Convicts. That's the one that is going to be huge. Yeah, well,
1: Nexus Thalassines and Sons of God Convicts means that, well, there's going to be two in that top five who are going to lose. And that's where the Adams man, uh, you'd think they should be able to handle the Phantoms. Yep. which means like, again, if the Phantoms can, so if the Atoms can get over the Thylacines this week, they've got a nice, unlike everybody else, they've got a nice, easy last round win, potentially the Atoms, which would allow them to get those two wins and yeah, pro- probably finish top three then. Whereas like, really, oh man, like Convicts, Nexus, no, there are no, uh, and Sons of God, no easy win. Thylacines as well. Thylacines have probably got the toughest pair of games in Atoms and Nexus. Um I bet anyone could finish anywhere then. Like, it's, it's it, anything could happen here. It's all over the shop. You could have almost anybody finish fourth and fifth of this combination of games. So the fact that, you know, because I've seen years where, like, it feels like the whole top five just plays, you know, the bottom five for the last week or two. And unless you really screw up, Everything just kind of stays the same. But this, not only have we got a really even year, but we've got them even having to play each other in the last round, which means to me that it really does feel like finals are starting. After this week, this week, the only real big game is Adam's thylacines. Everybody else is playing bottom half of the ladder kind of teams. But round 18, four of the top five playing each other already. Mm -hmm. One week, we they're going to be doing it for real anyway. So it's like, and, and jostling for position, which is really kind of the first week or two of finals anyway. So... Yeah, it's it's once we hit round 18, it's on like Donkey Kong, buddy. Yeah, it will be interesting.
0: All righty, let's have a look at the original league. Of course, it's not as interesting. Uh, well, sorry, it's not as tight as what the uh, the Super League is with the top five. But um, as you touched on it before, with with the Sorry Scorpions, just just ready if things go their way to make a run. Let's have a look at their run. Um, first game is the heroes versus dingoes this week. You think the dingoes should get up there? What?
1: What? <coughs> what? Heroes are on a seven-match win streak, buddy. Dingoes for me. <laughs> oh well, obviously. Uh, you'd think whoever wins this. Well, it's it definitely if the dingoes win this week, they clinch. As I said to my uh, offspring in the car this morning, well, if I just made, if I can actually pull off a win over the heroes this week, I've got the next two weeks off because. Uh, <laughs> I'll be a game and a half clear. It won't matter what happens in round 18,
0: and then I get a, a buy
1: in the first two weeks up. But and that's um, when your
0: team will absolutely blitz it, and then we'll come down to round <laughs> 22, <laughs> and no. Yeah.
1: Well, I don't know. So the heroes, the heroes are uh, a pretty daunting task. Yes, they um, are. So we'll we'll see what. That, I mean, obviously, the, there's still some hope for the dingoes if uh, if the heroes do. Uh, beat us this week it's still possible for the dingoes to obviously win in the last round and see the heroes lose and sort of recapture first but <laughs> it'd be a lot simpler if the dingoes actually just get the job done when they should which is this week but i love the <laughs> fact that we've got the you know the clear top two teams finally running into each other it's going to be massive it'll be fun uh, and it's really it's potentially really a warm up for a few weeks time really because uh, they do seem like destined to run into each other Sooner yeah. more than later, yeah. <laughs>
0: um, next one is the Blue Flames versus the Titans. Titans need this one. Yep, well.
1: And I think they're going to do it. They they should beat the Blue Flames, and uh, that's going to make life really difficult for the Wild Cards. The Wild Cards are trying to get that third spot back, and the Titans have to play the Blue Flames? you got to be kidding me. The Wild Cards are going like, what? There's no what we need. So, yeah, Titans are going to make it real difficult for the Wild Cards, you'd think, with a win there. Yep.
0: Damn, we have the wild cards up against Natas.
1: And man, you can't get more high stakes than this. Wild cards to keep the chances of their top three finish alive. And really, wild cards have never won a title. They really, you know, they, they desperately need to finish top three. And they're not, they haven't really fallen apart. Per se, like it's not like they've got massive injuries or anything. They're just this weird form patch where they just suddenly started losing a lot. I don't mm. see why they can't just suddenly turn that around any week now and suddenly start winning again. But they, but to actually compete for this title, they've got to snare third. And then, you know, they can easily beat the heroes or the dingoes in that qualifying final if they can just get third. But unfortunately, the Titans, they're playing the Blue Flames and then the wildcards, who are they playing? natas and what is natas natas also has to run the table to make sure they've got a chance of actually finishing fifth and nobody wants uh nobody else is looking at the top five wants to see natas in the finals so man wild cards fighting for third natas fighting for fifth massive game and wow and they both are uh, like such powerful teams such high scoring teams it's it's gonna be man if talk about like you think the heroes and dingoes would be the uh by far the game that would get everyone's attention in this round. But, wow, Wildcards Natas is almost even more high stakes, to be honest. I mean, Heroes and Dingoes have got first and second, and which way around they finish maybe doesn't make that big of a difference. Wildcards Natas, it is like season-defining game right here.
0: Yeah. And if that wasn't big enough... Yeah, this is the big (laughs) one. Then we have the Surrey Scorpions up against the Mighty Bucks. Well,
1: I've already said Scorpions have to
0: run the table
1: to get in and what they need then who they need to lose. Well, they need the bucks to lose twice, but you know, they can go halfway to the, getting the job done by beating the bucks this week. And I'm, I'm going to back the Scorpions to do that, to be honest. Yeah. Same. Did you, what did you, did you pick someone for the wild cards in the Tass? Who do you reckon is going to win? Oh, I'm going to Tass. Yeah. I got a bad feeling. The test is going to win that one too. I'm sorry. Sorry. uh Damo, but we'll, uh, we'll see. Uh, hopefully for the wild cards sake they can pull that one out uh, but but uh, man so the, the bucks uh, they will be they'll be cheering for the wild cards no end but uh, and man if the mighty bucks can just win over the scorpions they'll be so they'll be so close to clinching especially when you see they play the week after so the bucks this is their big hurdle they can get over the scorpions they're they're almost home
0: almost home. Mm-hmm. Um, the last game is really for a Champions League spot, I think. It's the, the Chargers charge up against the Dozers.
1: Yeah, eighth versus ninth. Whoever wins this uh, will be in eighth, and we'll have that last Champions League spot, well, right there for the taking. Um, obviously, there still, still could be other results in the last round, but you'd think, yeah, whoever wins that game gets Champions League next year and whoever loses. Uh, number two pick probably behind the Blue Flames.
0: Alrighty. So, how's that looking from so, uh, a ladder so perspective?
1: Think, oh, well, I don't know. Again, the heroes and dingoes are going to be either first and second. We just don't know which way around. We we think the Titans are going to be the Blue Flames. If the Wild Cards don't win against Natas, it's game over. Titans have clinched third. If the Wild mm-hmm. Cards can pull the win, though, it uh, could still be alive. And then Natas, Bucks, Scorpions, man, that can go either way. We've predicted um, Natas would jump the Bucks. And the scorpions will be right there with them. But again, uh, Natasha has to win in the last round, and the Bucks have to lose. Well, you know, Natasha still has to win in the last round to make sure of it. Uh, but they probably should, by the looks of things. Yeah, think
0: so. <laughs> All righty, the final round. We have the Titans up against the Dingoes.
1: Of course, the Dingoes are hoping this game doesn't matter. Yes. Uh, <laughs> and but um, the Titans, obviously, that's probably not the. You know, they've got the Blue Flames this week, which will give them their nice first win dingoes might be a bit trickier that said they beat the dingoes in round one so one of the few teams to actually knock them off this year so uh no wouldn't put it past the titans uh but it actually it could be a weird one where like if the heroes beat the dingoes this week um this is second and third they could have to actually play each other again the very next week so it could be a bit of a weird one yeah
0: good point uh, then we have Natas versus the Blue Flames. Blue Flames have not had the year that they've obviously wanted. So this is a, a good one for Natas. Yeah, you'd think, you know, the Titans get the Blue Flames this week, but,
1: like, Natas gets Blue So you'd think Natas, if they can beat the Wild Cards this week, then Blue Flames shouldn't be too much of an ask. Mm. All they need, then, is the Bucks to slip up somewhere. Um, but, obviously, coming overcoming the Wild Cards is a, is a bit of an ask this week so that's so the big game for natas is this week um and then uh yeah hopefully then round 18 for them is a bit of a slam dunk that's that is what it is it is and then we have the scorpions up against the heroes and that's the tough tough call for the scorpions that they've got to beat the bucks and that's obviously awesome and that'll if they can do that that certainly opens the door wide open then especially obviously if natas loses to the wild cards then the scorpions know well we're only like we're only like half a game out of this. But then the Scorpions have to beat the heroes. <laughs> that sounds like it's, especially given what's going to be on the line, because the heroes, assuming they can win this week, will need to beat the Scorpions to clinch. So that first place, which will be huge for the heroes. Um, yeah, I, I don't, This is this is the, like, even if the Scorpions can pull off the win over the Bucks, which I think we both kind of, we're leaning towards, I don't know If they can pull off a win over the heroes in the last round That's going to be their problem Yeah, that's a big ask, isn't it? Yeah, so massive games For the Bucks and Adulterers This week, I think the Scorpions Have got a really tough task To win both games and hope that uh, Natas Lose and then, well and this is the other one The Scorpions then, not only do they need to beat the Bucks This week, but then they need the Bucks to lose in round 18, and who are the Bucks playing in round 18? That's the next game <laughs> that's,
0: that's my segue. <laughs> yeah, I see
1: what
0: you did there. Dozers versus Bucks.
1: Yeah, again, we know the Dozers can put up scores, but you know, odds, all things being equal, you'd think the Bucks should win that. So, and that's yep. what's going to be, again, even the trouble for Natas if they somehow lose this week. Even if the Bucks lose, um, if if the Natas can't get the job done this week, the likelihood is the Bucks are going to finish the job a week after and and it it does feel like the bucks you know with only scorpions and dozers to go um they're they're in the box seat they're in the box seat natas has to beat the wild cards yeah they got the blue flames in the last round but yeah natas gonna need everything to go their way scorpions really need everything to go their way Mm -hmm. the bucks bucks are in the box seat here
0: and the last one is Chargers versus Wildcards. cards
1: And of course, the wild cards will be, they need to beat Natas this week. They should beat the Chargers. That'll give them their two wins. That means even if the Titans beat the Blue Flames in round 17, if the wild cards overcome Natas, then suddenly the Titans are having to beat the Dingoes to actually cling to third. Otherwise, the wild cards will be ready and waiting to take it from them. So it's, it's well, well balanced. There's, you know, everyone's got probably an easy game. Everyone's got a difficult game. Everyone's still got in a position where they can earn, show they have the, you know, the quality, the medal to actually clinch fifth or third, or even first, for that matter. Everything is still up grabs. I love it. I love it.
0: <laughs> yeah, when you've got only two games to go and there's so many different ways that things could go, it um, certainly makes things rather exciting. All righty. Uh, and not only the the top five, as we we're talking, Steve, the, the like the the Champions League spots or the toilet bowl spots and all that sort of stuff are all still up for for grabs across both leagues. So it's it's good that ha- to have the uh, the teams fighting for for something still this deep into the uh, into the year. No, sure. All righty, thank you very much, mate. We're at an end. Of course, we'll be back next week. Um, things will be looking probably a little bit clearer. Maybe, maybe not.
1: Well, we'll it'll be, <laughs> it'll be, there'll only be one game to go to actually, Yeah, <laughs> one more week to prove you either got what it takes or you don't. So that's, that'll be it. Yep.
0: Alrighty. Um Thank you very much, Steve. We will be back this time next week. Thanks very much, everyone. Cheers. Thank you. Bye.